Welcome to WTTS In Conversation, supported by Technology Recyclers. I'm Matt Pelser. Every other week, we share recent interviews with emerging and legendary artists, and this time it is definitely the latter. It's a talk that I had with Don McLean, who will embark on the 50th anniversary of American Pie World Tour in January, which will come to Clues Memorial Hall on May 1st. We talked about the song he's best known for, as well as the celebrity he ran into who prefers one of his many other songs. And I Love You So, he said, is our song. And we're going to play it when we get married next month. And then and we're going to have our first dance is going to be to And I Love You So. And he did that. That's what happened. And now, WTTS In Conversation with Don McLean. It's, it's an incredible honor to have you. Don McLean, I've been trying to think of a question about American Pie that you haven't answered a thousand times before, but um, yes. it's, a, it's a fool's errand. Um, I guess one thing that I'm curious about is how your relationship with the song has evolved. Did you at any point feel like the song wasn't even yours anymore, like it had taken on a life of its own and you were just the guy playing it? Well, the song was always a, a phenomenon from the very beginning, and it always over, overshadowed everything else I did. Um, it was always... This very wonderful big thing that caused so many other things to happen. And it's continued to do that through the years. And, you know, because it, it does so many things for, like, say, young people who might be listening to it. Okay, they're going to start wanting to know about Buddy Holly. They're going to want to know about the Big Bopper. They're going to want to know about Richie Valens, who's more important than ever now that we have more and more latin uh, um, uh spanish americans in our country um they're going to want to know about american history what are you talking about here what happened here happened there they're pulled into it so it deserves to be what it is because nothing i ever did did that and it also continued to to inform people and to entertain people as well because it's fun you know, people sing it at karaoke's. They sing it in bars when they're drunk. You know, and uh, Tyson Fury sings it when he beats a guy up. And you know, and it is what it is. And and I have accepted that through the years and realized that I'm I'm proud of it and proud of of all the other albums that I've made and the other songs that I've had, Vincent and Castles in the Air and And I Love You So. And sure. They all have their stories. Crying. You know that record i had of roy orbison's song which was number one all over the world so good um so they all have their stories but it's there's nothing like american pie I mean, it's just the way it is how how long did it take for you to accept that i mean there had to have been a point where you kind of resented that for no i never i never fought city hall you know i was pretty the show the idea of the song one of the many ideas i had in writing this long song about America was that it was going to be the summation of everything that I would do in concert. And then we would close with that song. So that's how it worked out. And that's the way it's been. So that's, that is exactly what I intended. I have to assume though, that there was a point over, or maybe a few points over the last 50 years when it was just the last thing you wanted to play though. Right? No, no, I got to tell you, uh, I go through two phases. First of all, I love singing. I love performing and I love making people happy. And if I can make them happy by singing songs that they love that I wrote, I love doing it. I don't think about whether I don't want to, 
there comes there, there are times when I don't want to sing at all. You know, I don't want to sing Happy Birthday. <laughs> um, and then there are times when I just can't stop singing. So those are the only two kinds of times that I have. I don't really single out a because they're good songs. And many people think sometimes they may even be great songs. And there's nothing wrong with singing a great song. The problem comes when you have to sing a cruddy song. And, and that's the song that you're known for. That, you know, Merv Griffin had one hit. I've, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts, you know, and he hated that thing. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. If you're going to be known for, if you're going to yeah. be best known for one song, it might as well be a good one. It might be a really good one. Yeah. So uh, when I was at my best, my best was recognized as my best. And that's what people want to hear. I, are there parts that you've ever wished were worded differently? Or are there parts that you, you, that you've ever changed indeed when you've performed it live? No, I would never touch a word of that song. Huh? I had a moment of clarity there that I wouldn't want to screw around with. Uh, are there any particularly memorable performances when you look back on it? Um, when you oh, look back yes. on the 50 years that you've, yeah, I mean, I mean, okay. So oh, whether no, there's a, lot of memorable performances i mean but i've given a lot of memorable concerts uh the first time i played carnegie hall was a disaster um i was not prepared the second time was his triumph the first time i played royal albert hall i was prepared and um played it many times thereafter in fact there was a tv special the don mclean at Royal Albert Hall, which you can still see lots of clips uh, of on uh, YouTube, you know, and I performed the song for the Millennium Concert in front of the the Lincoln Memorial facing the Washington Monument to 600,000 oh, wow. people. Yeah. And I played this song at Garth Brooks's mm -hmm. Central Park and Garth said that, it's <laughs> funny, he said <laughs> He said, Billy Joel was out there and sang for half an hour and everybody got really happy. And we, and I was out there and did everything I could. And then I brought Don out and he sang the song with me. So the audience went into spasms of, of happiness, way, <laughs> way beyond everything else. <laughs> you were the pinnacle. He's so, he's so funny. He really is. We will be right back with more of my interview with Don McLean on WTTS In Conversation with support from Technology Recyclers. What happens to your obsolete electronics? It's estimated that only 18% of all electronic waste is properly recycled globally. This harms the environment, wastes natural resources, and pollutes our landfills. You should be recycling your computers and electronics. Technology Recyclers has the solution. With their R2 certification, they guarantee 100% data destruction. Their state-of-the-art shredding and separation system ensures nothing ends up in landfills. They're Hoosier veteran-owned and always free to you and your company. Visit Technology Recyclers on the web. We now return to WTTS In Conversation with Don McLean. Was there ever someone in the audience, maybe someone in the front row, uh, whether it's a particular person or just a fan who just seemed to be transfixed, was there oh, ever well, a moment like that where cool. that was memorable for you? Well, yeah, I was at the Saban a couple of years ago, and Quentin Tarantino was there with his uh, fiance, and uh, came back and hung out with me for an hour or so, and it was a thrill. I love his movies, and uh, they played, said, we're going to, and I love you so, he said, is our song, 
and we're going to play it when we get married next month. And then and we're going to have our first dance is going to be to end. I love you. So, and he did that. That's what happened. It was the same time as, uh, Prince Harry, uh, got married and they played and I love you. So, uh, there as well, I got a lot of press about that. That must've been cool to be recognized by a fellow celebrity for a song that was not American pie. What are some other examples? Well, you know, I think that in the real world, you know, there, there are actually millions of Don McLean fans who know hundreds of my songs. Of course. And my performances. It's the media, really, that focuses all the time primarily on American Pie because it's the biggest thing and it's the easiest thing uh, for them to do and requires really uh not very much research but every now and then you know you'll do you'll do interviews a lot of times now because of so much stuff on the internet and so much about my past and my childhood and details of my life it's been completely different in the last six years so i get all kinds of you know questions well i know you're your sister paid for voice lessons uh, for you and you sang and you swam in the Oriana Beach Club for uh, five years and that helped you get your voice and your your breath control together. They know all this stuff, you know, before they didn't. How often do you catch people who have gotten bad information? Often. Yeah. You know, mostly uh, lots, lots. What, what What's among some of the more outrageous things you've heard on that front? Oh, uh, well, they always say that my first album was turned down by 70 record companies, and it's really about 30. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so they get that wrong. <laughs> Those numbers seem to change over the decades, don't they? Yeah, well, there's a sort of a an urban legend. Uh, now, there was a thing that started where people uh, said that the Buddy Holly's plane was called American Pie, and that's, of course, not true. I created the phrase American Pie. I'd heard that same thing and also knew and, it wasn't true. Yeah, no, that, this, they were, that didn't fly, you know, because that's just not true. Um, and then, you know, I mean, there's just, they do talk about killing me softly and the fact that the song, uh, that I have a connection to that song through Lori Lieberman and the poetry that she wrote about seeing me and uh, that was incorporated into the song and she always maintains that I'm the I'm the young boy, you know, in the song. Uh, so that, that was an interesting uh, story that uh, has been around for close to 50 years. So, you know, and then, and then strange things will happen to me, like New Rochelle, New York is where I was born. And um, it's a very interesting town because it was one of the first places that was integrated in the 50s. So there was that. And then in addition to that, we had all sorts of celebrities that lived in New Rochelle. It's an, arts, it's an artsy place in some ways, but in the last 10 years, every once in a while, I would go back and drive by my old house on Mulberry Lane. And it sounds like I'm right out of the Andy Griffith, doesn't it? <laughs> and yeah. It really does. Is Everybody's there but Aunt B, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, I would. Uh, I had an Aunt B, too, which is funny. But, you know, it was really going downhill. It was like Pottersville. You know, it had gone from being Bedford Falls to Pottersville. Mm. You know, check cashing places and the stores were all empty and a lot of junk sold out. You know, it was really getting run down. Well... They've made some major changes in New Rochelle, and one of the things they did to cap it off 
was to have these enormous murals painted. There are nine of them. And one of them has me and Alicia Keys on the side of a building 60 feet high. Wow. And the guy doing the murals insisted that it do, that he do that he have me on that mural, and the the town loved it and went along with it. So that's things like that have happened to me. You know that you could only you can't imagine if you were to really start from the beginning. My story is a very unusual story. Um, a lot of accidents, a lot of things just happened. Is Alicia Keys also from your hometown. She's not. I don't know. I think she, I don't know why they had her there, but it's from, <laughs> had to do with maybe the connection of Nourishell to New York, I think, which yeah. is where she's from. <laughs> but she's so fabulously successful. I mean, it's, it's, it's an honor to have to be on that building with her. But, uh, well, there was another fabulously successful artist who recently unseated you. Uh, you know, American Pie was the longest number one hit in Billboard history, longest in length anyway, and Taylor Swift's new song. Um, all too well is more than 10 minutes long. And I, I guess she sent you flowers when that happened. Well, I, I put out a quote that I was so happy. It was that it happened and that someone as accomplished and talented as Taylor Swift was, a, was able to do this. And then she liked the comment I made and wrote me a lovely card and sent me, sent me flowers. So then we took pictures of that and it was another whole story about the the whole thing together and um she's quite a character old taylor i must say Mm. she really is a character she seems to be very well grounded and and very talented and seems to be she seems to enjoy her life and what she's doing she's got that wonderful brain that not only is creative but is also very much a business person Mm. You know, how to get it to happen. How do I get my goals to happen? And she's very hardworking, step by step, year after year. And now there's a culmination of some sort uh, with this album, Red, and her doing it over in this song that is number one and, and bringing American Pie as the 50th time into this mix. It's, it's, it's very uh, mystical music. You know, you never really... The problem with people in general is that they deal with mundane mundanity and they don't really understand music and how it works it's it is business but it's also alchemy you know it's it's magic i have one more question it's a stupid one and i apologize but i just have i to forgive ask. you <laughs> thank you for the forgiveness ahead of time you're but you may not have to ask it um please forgive it <laughs> have you ever made an apple pie no, I never made an owl. I never made a pie, period. And my favorite is lemon meringue, to tell you the truth, the way my <laughs> grandmother used to make it. Well, uh, and, I, and I don't have a Chevy. <laughs> and no Chevy either. Well, okay. No, I, have a, I have a 17-year-old Ford truck is what I have. <laughs> um, it has been a delight to talk with you for a few minutes. Uh, it is the 50th anniversary of American Pie World Tour. Don McLean, congrats on the upcoming tour. I hope it goes well. We're looking forward to seeing you on May 1st of 2022 at Clues Memorial Hall in Indianapolis. Great to talk with you. Thanks so much. I enjoyed it very much, and you have a wonderful day. You too. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And this has been WTTS In Conversation with support from Technology Recyclers. 
Subscribe to this podcast and find more information at WTTSFM.com. I'm Matt Pelser. Thanks for listening. <laughs>